Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. Hey there, it's Jody Katz, host of Where Brains Meet Beauty podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really am grateful for your support. This week's episode features Rita Hazan. She's a hair colorist, a celebrity hair colorist at that, who also owns her own salon and product brand. We have a great conversation about entrepreneurship, but um, this conversation also gets pretty personal. So I hope you enjoy listening in. And if you missed last week's episode, it featured Beth Russell. She's the founder of House of Potentia. I hope you enjoy the shows. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Where Brains Meet Beauty. I am super excited to be sitting next to Rita Hazan. She is a celebrity colorist. She's the owner of Rita Hazan Salon in New York City and the owner of her namesake hair care product line. Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for coming today and Happy New Year. (laughs) Happy New Year. Let's start off with a simple question. How are you spending your day today? Oh, well, first I came here. Actually, didn't just start here. First, I worked out because I'm on a mission. The last few years, um, I got married three years ago. Congrats. And of course, you like, you know, all you do is eat and drink. So we do is go out for dinner or he cooks. I don't cook, he cooks. Lucky girl. And um, so I gained a few pounds. So my goal is to shed them. And I started in October. So I have a trainer who's really good. His name is Akeem. I love him. And he's really pushing me. And I've changed my eating, so I wake up really early in the morning, work out, and then um, whatever's next, and then I'll go to work and do hair color. How many days a week are you working out with him? As many as I can get in. Probably, I would say four to five at the moment. Wow, that's yeah. a lot. Well, I'm going hard. And he, like, pushes you like you're uncomfortable and you're doing yeah, the things? dying. I hate him. That's all I say is I hate you. I hate you. And what time in the morning are you waking up to do this? Seven, mm-hmm. early, mm-hmm. eight, depends what time, I'm like at his mercy, depends what time he can get, because I also don't want to go to the gym, so I would actually rather pay the extra money to have him come to my apartment mm-hmm. and have a gym in my building, so we just do it there. Yeah, well, you have to um, be realistic, right? Yes, because every second counts, by the time I go to the gym and then come home and shout, I don't. Just, I just don't have that time, so right. it's... It's not even a luxury. I think it's a necessity. Yeah, I agree. It's good for my brain, too. And um, what have you been doing in terms of changing your eating? Um, I stopped eating crap. I mean, I feel like we all know what we shouldn't be eating. Mm-hmm. There's no secret. There really isn't. Because I try, when people lose weight, when some of my clients, celebrities or whatever, they're like, I do the same thing. No sugar, no carbs, no alcohol. No bread, you know, it's all the same. We know what to do. We all know what to do. It's just difficult to do it because it's not tasty. Well, I think the biggest challenge is it requires planning, right? Like you have to think about that next meal or tomorrow's meal or, you know, um, having food in the house that's healthy. Yes. Right? Like it requires advanced planning. Yes. And it requires to be like dedication. It's like a job. Because you can't really go out. You can't drink. You can't eat anything. It has to be, like, it's at least in the beginning, you know? I feel like everybody in January is, like, on it, you know? Yeah, new year, new you. Yeah, people <laughs> go crazy. But I have to say that I started in October, so this is not really a new year, new, year mm-hmm. new me. It's more like, let me get my 
shit together. Can I say that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I just like need to get my life in. Mm-hmm. It's just, let's get this done. And by having the rhythm of working out in the morning, do you feel like other things have gotten easier in your life? Like, that's hard, but you're making it happen. Right. Which is a big, like, it's a big hurdle, right? Yeah. Um, has it shifted anything else for you? Um, not really. I just think that, you know, it was a personal thing mm-hmm. for me. Just, like, you know, getting myself back in shape. I mean, gaining 25 pounds is, like, a lot. So, um, actually, a lot of it happened. I know, like, everybody hates to talk about this, but, like, I did IVF. Mm-hmm. And I... I honestly think that those hormones are so bad for you. And I, w- I would like for someone to do research, see what, like, happens to your, the female body in, like, 10 years from, like, pumping all those hormones into your body. I, I feel like you have, you kind of feel like you have to do it as a woman if you waited too long or, you know, if it's not happening fast enough and all that stuff. But really, it's a lot of hormones. And, um... Anybody who's ever done it knows it makes you a little crazy or a lot crazy. So I just wonder what the effects are long term. Yeah, just- I think it's a very valid question. I did IVF twice to get both of my children. Right. And my son's now 11, my daughter's 8. So wow. Quite some okay. time ago, right? Um, I mean, the what made me crazier, I think, is my mindset of, like, this is something I want so desperately. Right, right. And I can't make it happen, right? I can make a lot of other things happen right. in my life, right? right. Um I can just work hard, or I can be determined, or I can scream, but, like, this is something that was so out of my control, right? And yeah, even the doctors yeah. can't make it happen. They help, right? They're right. facilitating, but these, you know, this sperm and the egg, and it needs to do right. whatever it needs right. to do. Right. So um, I was, like, an emotional mess. Yeah, and it's also, like, that's all your life is about yes. for that period of time. Yes. You know, did I get my period? Is it coming now? I get it today. Okay, I have to go into the office now. Just, like, all the time. So it kind of, like makes you even crazy. I think the stress of it also, like, acts as a problem. Yes. So, and you know, um, I have to keep doing it over and over and over again. Right, and you're in the physician's office, whatever, I don't remember the routine, but, like, very a lot of mornings at, like, 7 a.m., like, it's getting insane. your blood tested. And I was in a room with, like, 50 other women who were, like, <laughs> desperately, like, angry and sad yeah. to be yeah. there, right? So it's... I mean, it's it's a beautiful thing that it can be done. It's an yes. awful thing to go through. Yes, I yes. still have, because um, you shoot the um, shots in, like, the top of your butt or, like, the side of your butt. Yep. And I can still feel it's almost like a, um, I guess it's like an emotional scar, right. like this sort of tenderness in that area. I had to do mine in my stomach. Oh, I had stomach, too. There was something that oh, went in, like, my, the back of my butt. And the thing is, I always pride myself on having a flat stomach. Like, I always <laughs> had, like, a big button and bigger legs, like, thicker legs. But I always had a flat stomach until I started doing this. Mm-hmm. And now it's, like, impossible. I feel like I have, a, I have chemical fat, and I can't get rid of it. And that's why I have to, like, jumpstart my system so drastically, you know what I mean? Right. Because it's like, you know, they don't really tell you what to do after. Right. Will you try it again? No, never, never. I, at this point, I feel like if it's meant to happen mm-hmm. for me, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, God and the universe is really the person or like the the energy that's going to give it to me. So at this point, if it's meant to happen, it'll happen. And you've been able to time. release that, like I guess, the emotion around it. I just hated IVF so much. Mm-hmm. I hated doing it that I'll never do it again. 
So whatever I have to do around that, I'll do, but I'm just not doing that ever again. Well, um, it's inspiring to hear you talk about it because it really is an awful process. And for you to get to the point where like you've made a decision about it and you're doing things to take care of yourself in other ways is really awesome to hear. Yeah. And I think that once my mindset is like out of that fog, Mm because I think it puts you in this weird fog. That really nobody ever tells you. Right. Well, it's... There's, Even the it, doctors are like, there's a little bloating. I'm like, a little bloating? I gained like 25 pounds. That's not bloating. That's fat. It's so emotional, plus right. all the, you know, hormonal, chemical aspects to it, plus the time suck. Right. Plus the, the other people suck. asking oh questions. Oh, my God. It was insane. Like, my whole life was around this, you know, period of, like, I got to go in the morning. I got to... know if somebody calls and they want their hair done, I'm like, shit, how am I going to, like, juggle? This is going to be insane. There's a lot of stress. It's not necessary. Yeah. Well, um, I'm excited to hear about your progress in the future months and how you're taking care of yourself. That's really (laughs) awesome. Okay, so let's start talking about, I mean, we had such an incredible conversation right after the holiday break, um, and you had just come back from a vacation. Mm -hmm. You took, like, a real break, a road trip with your husband, and you told me that you cut the cord, in your own words, cut the cord with um, work for a little while and social media. Right. So this is something that's so hard for people to do. Let's talk about, and, like, break it down for me, for all the type A's out there, which many of our listeners are, how did you really move out of work for that whole week? Okay, so I always have this thing, and we spoke about this, is that I built this company, and it's like 13, 14 years old, right? If I can't, I hire, I'm very particular about the people I hire. I don't always make the best choices, you know, but you know, you figure that out, you make mistakes, but normally, on the average, I'm a good person, like, I'm a good, I have a good sense of personality and vibe, right? So I think that if I hire the right people and they're in those positions, there is no way in one week that they can destroy my entire business. That's awesome. And if anybody thinks that, you know, they have to be on top of these people, that they hire their employee, their employees, the employer, the employees, then you didn't hire the right people. Unless it's like your accountant or someone who's like could take right checks, they can wipe out your account in one day, and I get that. But you know, if you have people writing checks for you and doing that, you should make sure that they're trustworthy in the first place, right? So everybody else, how bad can they damage your business in one week that you can't like just chill out and relax and just you know rest your brain, like just. You know, it's almost like you have a business and your whole life is about that business. You go home when you're, when you're the boss, you go home and you don't shut off, right? Because there's stuff that happens and there's, you know, everybody has, there's always something that's going on. Always something with, especially I have like two businesses going. I have the product line and the salon and I have like celebrity clients. So there's always something going on. And if I can't like stop and shut down and reboot my own brain, It's almost like you can't see it. You can't see anymore. You can't see what you need to change. You can't see your path. Everything starts kind of blending and looking the same. So for me, it's important to like walk away, come back in the room, and then see everything with a clean, clear perspective so that I can change things, you know? So I've heard other people in this chair that you're sitting in say to me, "Um, my team needs me, so I need to check in. If your team needs you that badly, your team's not that great. 
They should be <laughs> self-sufficient. You know, I meet a lot of women, especially women who like don't know how to delegate and trust in the person that they they you know put in that position. Hire somebody that you can trust will do just as good as a, a job as you. You know, it's almost like I also think that some people like that, that they always have to make the decisions. But that's not really a way to grow. The way to grow is to have people around you that can do a job. You know, you can't be the smartest person in the room all the time. You're never going to be like, you know, you're never going to be the greatest because you're the only person. You need other people who are smart, just as smart, have, you know, um, their own sense of thinking. And, you know, you have to be open to listen to other people's advice, too. Like sometimes I say something and then, you know, uh, somebody on my team will say, I don't think that's a good idea at all. That kind of sounds stupid. And I'm like, okay. Let me sit on it overnight, and if I still think it's stupid in the morning, then you're right, you know? Sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong, but you have to be open enough to listen. But you also have to be, you have to let go a little bit and let people do their jobs. Mm-hmm. If you don't let them do their jobs, they're not going to, they won't do their jobs, you know? most A lot of people are smart. The people that you hire are smart. And they can make, de- they can make decisions. You just have to believe in them and right. trust them. You know, even sometimes, like, I I like to hire, like, assistants and, you know, um, assistants that don't know anything so that I can train them Mm -hmm. and then, you know, they kind of have my aesthetic and they know where I'm going and, you know, we can promote them within the company. So once you do that, you have to trust in them that they got it and they know what they're doing and you have to leave them alone so that they can grow within themselves. I remember it wasn't that long ago that I did this whole new like delegation exercise with right. my team because I always really wanted I wanted everyone just to make the decisions like I, I right. hired you I trust you just do it right. and um, I was like maybe delegating for a minute but then I'd take it back and not intentionally it's right. just like my nature like to be of part of it because so, you could do it better you're the boss and I'm, I'm like so fast right, right. so fast 100%. so fast I agree so um I started working with a coach about two years a little more than two years ago and this is one of the first things we worked on so emails would roll into my team and I literally like would put my hands under my <laughs> butt and I'd sit there like this at my desk like I'll just wait for them to respond. Right. But it was so hard for me because I would be so fast with that response. But I had to stop because I, didn't, I don't want to be tied right. to those emails. I want to be doing things like this and other right. things. Yeah. So I literally sat there like this for like, it took maybe like two or three days of just doing this. And then all of a sudden it became a habit. Right. Um, right. Nobody's, nobody's going to have like your response time. Like I even tell my assistant, my, you know, personal assistant, somebody emails me, email them right away. That's just how I roll mm-hmm. from day one. It's just my personality. That's, you know, I'm just, like, aggressive like that. You ask me a question, I'm answering you right mm-hmm. away. Okay, don't do it right away, but do it within five minutes. Mm-hmm. Just do it within five minutes. That's all I ask of you. You know, I tell him once, he doesn't listen. I tell him twice, he doesn't listen. Finally, like, the more you tell people, they want to learn. People want to mm-hmm. learn. You just have to let them learn and make mistakes and learn. Actually, nothing terrible is going to happen if you don't right. respond within five minutes. But, you know, you just have to give people the opportunity to grow and to learn and to make their mistakes. And then, you know, mistakes are good. People mm-hmm. are so afraid of failure and mistakes. But I've learned so many amazing things from the things that I failed or, you know, the mistakes that I made. And I'll own them. I made a lot of mistakes with the product line. You know, I, I went into different... I listened... 
I took advice from people I probably shouldn't have, and I went into um, uh, retailers that I shouldn't have gone mm-hmm. to, and then we ended up not doing well and pulling it out, but, you know, at least now I learned that I should always, always listen to myself and my gut, and really nobody knows more than, than you do, than I do, what your vision is. Right. So um, I love that you're talking about this because making mistakes is so valuable. And like you said, like how big the mistake be. Um, I say to my team when, during this whole like delegating thing and me finally going on vacation, let's say Disney with my family and not being like standing in front of a ride on the phone, taking a call. Like this was the first time a few years ago was the first time I did it without actually working for a vacation. And I said to them, like, if a client wants to fire us, something that happens in one week, they're not the right client for us. Right, like it's not exactly. meant to be, right? Yeah. If they're like, so you don't take any, you're not responsible for what clients do when they act irrational. Right. Like right. you just do your work, be smart. If something crazy like that happens, it has nothing to do with us, it has everything to do with them. By the way, if you're good at what you do, it doesn't matter like what happens, you're, they can't get your talent anywhere else. That's right, that's right. It's impossible, they can try, but they'll always come back because if you're, if, your talent is what they're looking for, that's what they're coming for, no matter what. Cheaper or less, you know, less expensive or faster response or whatever it is, they still don't have you. Right, and um, being okay with knowing that we're not the right partner for everyone, right? That's fine. There's a lot of people I won't work with. Mm -hmm. Even, like, before I was successful, there there was people that... um, was just rude and nasty, and mm-hmm. I'm like, what the hell? I, even if I had no money, I'm like, I'm not doing that. That's, like, not worth my time. Mm-hmm. It's not fun, you know? Right. If it's not fun and it's, like, torturous, I don't want to do it. I don't want to be involved in that. And even to this day, you know, there are some people that are just really difficult and take the fun out of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, no, no, it's not worth it. I didn't do it before. I won't do it now. You know, I think people just... Sometimes think, you know, if you say no to some jobs, you won't get any more jobs. Say no to the jobs that you don't get pleasure out of, and that's fine. Then you'll ha- you'll make room for jobs that you do get pleasure from, people you like working with, you know? I love that. Okay, so let's talk about cutting the cord on social, because okay. we had, like, a really fun conversation <laughs> around this. Um, it. What social has become for me, and it's really just Instagram. I've never been on Facebook. For, me either. Okay, so me for either. Facebook I don't for even me, know how to work Facebook. Okay, we are very similar that way. Um, my team uses it obviously; it's a tool for our business. I know, mine too. But um, for me, Facebook is like the Macarena. I've never danced on Macarena. I'm not going to. I've never started on Facebook. I'm not going to. So I'm done. Like right. it's not happening. So for me, it's just Instagram, yeah. um, and it's become a habit for me. Like if I get five minutes of downtime where I'm eating lunch by myself, I automatically go there and. I'm not programmed right now to just sit and be quiet, right? Or just to look around. So, you know, you took a break from social over the holiday, um, and you told me that you didn't miss it. Tell me what happened. I took a break from social. Like, I think I started doing it slowly. Like, sometimes, like, on the weekends, if I have a day off, I won't look at it. Well, because I feel like a lot of it is fake, and it's annoying. Mm -hmm. And I just, sometimes it's aggravating to me because I see people, like, posting hair color, and um, it's just wrong. It's, it's like, you know the hair is breaking because it's just, 
like if you're a colorist and you see some of this, you know, they're pulling out the foils and it looks so fun to watch, but I'm like, I cringe because I'm like, that poor woman is going to brush our hair and mm. going to be bald. Mm -hmm. And it just like drives me crazy. So it's like, or I see a picture of somebody and I was with them and I'm like, that, we didn't have that much fun, you know, but it looks like the best day of her life, you know? <laughs> I'm like, it wasn't that serious, but she captured her moment, you know? Good for you. So I think little by little I'm starting to realize that, you know, it's everybody's posting like their moment, you mm -hmm. know, a good place in time. And, you know, or, you know, they have this tea that they're drinking and or they have like this shampoo that they're using. And, you know, like you don't use that. You know, it's just like paid advertising now. I think it, it's when it first started, it was a lot of fun because it was like artsy yeah. and people were honest. And now it's just like, okay, all these companies are sending tons and tons of products to people and they just open boxes and, oh, this is a great, you know, highlighter or this is a great, you know, toy for my son or whatever it is. But it's like, okay, what are you using? What do you pay? What do you buy? That, right. you know, you get all this stuff for free, but what are you buying? That's what I want to know. Yep, me too. Show me what you, show me your receipt and what you bought, and that's mm -hmm. what I want to know. Yeah. You know, not just what some, they sent you in a box. I wish somebody would do that. Yeah, we should start doing that. I buy Lexiton Shea Butter Hand Cream. <laughs> it is the best. I used to work for the company many right. years ago and get it for free, and when I left there. I love the lavender one. Yeah, so I'm like <laughs> an original Shea, just the plain Shea Butter. Um, I don't want anything else. I spend money again and again on this yeah. product. This yeah. is the best hand cream that I've ever tried right. and I'm in the business of trying hand creams. Um, I do want to know what people really spend their money on. Yeah. Um, I'm not afraid to say that I spend my money on like St. Ives apricot scrub and I use it on my legs. I would okay. never use it on my face, although right. I used to like okay. in college. Like these are the things I buy. This is a $3 product from the, you know, the drugstore, yeah. but it's part of my regimen. Right. Um, I agree with you. I think that's way more fascinating. So I think after a while, it's just like regurgitated information. And mm -hmm. God forbid something happens, it's like everybody has to post that same situation. All right, we got it in the first five people who posted, mm -hmm. you know, just move on, you know. It's like, um, I don't know, whatever's happening. Um, what's happening now? Right, well, like like when Sephora had their big um, event, it was, like, full of animation, right? right? Every single influencer, of course, was there. Um, you know, I, I see how it works. I mean, we use it as right. in, for the agency. Our clients benefit from right. the powers of people now acting as billboards. Like, it right. really does work. It really builds awareness. I get it. Um, yeah. But I agree with you about the sense of like Instagram used to be like a place for inspiration. Yeah. Especially. It was artsy. Yeah. Creative. I think that we can still find those people. Yeah. It's just harder to find them. It's hard. Because they're not maybe the strongest content creators. Right. right. So we talked about this and let, let's talk about this because I think anyone in the hair industry um, would really value your point of view on okay. this. So there's people who are really talented, color and stylists, right? right? Um, and then there are content creators who know how to shoot and produce and script and edit content, right. who might also be then stylists or colorists. Right. Um, to create that content that we see, where you see like someone going from brunette to blonde and then she goes to purple, like that's days of work and days of shooting to edit down to 15 seconds. Yeah, um, days. Right, days, right? right? So um, that's different than the person who's sitting with clients all day long, right? Mm -hmm. um, you told me that your talented people in your in your space, they actually don't have time 
to, no. to, to create this content, right? Yeah. Um, they can't actually be part of that conversa conversation on social because they're so busy actually attending right. to their clients. So what kind of like conflict do they have when they see how powerful these messages are in building fans and notoriety in the industry versus the fact that they actually don't have time to do this? I mean, I feel like it's, okay, this is the, the real deal, right? For me, my people are building a career. You know, they may not have like a billion followers or how many followers on Instagram or whatever, but they're building a career. When this Instagram thing goes away, they're going to have a huge clientele making a lot of money and they, if their future is set. Mm -hmm. I feel like these people who do one person every three days and like have, you know, a million followers, four million followers, what is your future when this app goes away or when people are tired of it? You know what I mean? I get that it's not going away anytime soon, but even still, what is your end game? You know, are you, is hair color your career? Is hairstyling your career? Or is it, you know, you want to just be, it's almost like a TV, right? You just want to be famous for, and then what? But how, how do you get, you know, okay, so Redkin's going to pay you, wonderful. But then there's going to be somebody younger and cuter that always comes up that, you know, works with a bigger celebrity. And then what's your, what's your future? That's the scary part, number one. Mm -hmm. Like, what's your future? And maybe some people don't care and they don't think about it. They're in the game for right now. But for right now, it was never my thing. It was always like, what's my, my five-year plan? What's my future? And longevity. You know, just because I have five products out and, I don't, and I'm like six years old in, in the beauty industry and I should have like 50 by now, what's my end goal? You know, my end goal is not just to produce crappy products that everybody has just to compete. My goal is to be the last man standing, have the products that are necessary. There was no root concealer before I created a root concealer. You know what I mean? So um, there was no product like that on the market mm -hmm. whatsoever. And um, people wanted me to do like a shampoo conditioner and I said, I'm not really into that game. I'm into something that people need that doesn't exist, mm -hmm. you know? So you so, don't think the world needs another shampoo? I didn't until I started washing my hair with color-treated shampoo. Mm -hmm. And they were all so heavy and greasy that it was so annoying to me because just because you color your hair doesn't mean you need like the heaviest ingredients in your shampoo. So after that shampoo was probably like the third, fourth product that I created because I was like, this is insane. There has to be like a way to clean your hair and also hydrate it at the same time. So it needs to be light. So you don't have to wash your hair every day. But if you do want to wash your hair every day, go for it. Wash mm -hmm. your hair every day. You know, I think the other thing about Instagram and who, who are these people that are showing you this hair color? First of all, ashy hair color to me is bad. It's bad. It doesn't look good on anyone. I would challenge 
these people that are posting this ashy hair color to show the woman's face. So ashy, you mean like it's like a gray? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, not gray, but like no warmth at all. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So you there's know, like it's all cool tones? Cool, 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 cool tones. Okay. No warmth at all. Uh-huh. I just challenge people, number one, to show the woman's face. Because uh-huh. you only see the back of their hair. You don't uh-huh. always see the uh-huh. back of their hair. And or show it wet because it's got to be fried. Uh-huh. Or show it to me, the same person, unfiltered in two weeks after your toner washed out and what her hair looks mm-hmm. like. You know, I think the art of doing hair properly, like skilled, is kind of like... It's, it's like, I don't know. I don't think it's getting as much... Pride, like prize as it should. Right, because the um, more colorful or active the post is, the more dwell time I have, and the higher on my feet it is, and the more fans right. I will have. Right? right, so there's like um, an equation. My daughter, who's eight, watches these YouTubers to like all they do is scream and shout. They're like, yay! And they right. like eat gross candy. Like, that's what's. Yeah. <laughs> like, all they're doing is eating like the sourest candy and competing, and who can chew it for the longest? Like, this yeah. is what she watches, right. right? So you talk about their future, right? Like, obviously, these guys are for the right now, right? right? They're young yeah. guys, they're making money. You know, maybe they would have been working retail, and now actually, right. they, like, they're banking money. Um, what their future is, I have no idea, but this is what gets her attention. She loves it, she laughs along with them. So, um, the purple hair, the this hair, the fried hair, it gets attention because it's interesting. It's like watching those, um, those like, um, bakery kind of posts where they show you like how they glaze the cake. Yeah. Um, it's so entrancing. Very. It like sucks you in. I get it. And my guess is any like good baker is like, oh, I would never do that, do it that way. Right, I, that never. wastes too much right. product, yeah. or it's not going to taste right. good, or that's too much of this. Right. Um, but we are, um, we're just there to eat it up, right. you know. But I do think that there's an opportunity for a voice like yours, which is saying, "I want to show you really right. how to how to." Well, I just feel it. like just because you learned how to do something on YouTube doesn't mean you know how to do it. Right. Like I get so many people sitting in my chair. I'm actually not sitting in my chair. That come to interview with me for a job, and they say, you know, I finished beauty school and then I went straight to dry bar and I got a job and I know how to do like five hairstyles but Mm -hmm. that's all I know Mm -hmm. like you know you've been doing this for four years already it's almost like time passed for you to you're too advanced to be an assistant Mm -hmm. and actually learn anything Mm -hmm. because when you're your boss for so long like doing your own clients it's hard to like start shampooing hair and holding you know um, hair up or handing clips a clip to the stylist. It's hard to go back, you know? So I would love to challenge young kids to, like, actually learn your skill. You don't know anything when you're coming out of school. Like, it's almost like going um, from high school to college and thinking, you know, you know, you need experience. You need to learn from people who know what they're doing, Mm -hmm. people who are skilled so that no matter what happens or who sits in your chair, you know how to deal with that. Any situation that comes and sits in your chair no matter what it is, you know how to deal with it and you know how to keep the hair healthy. Mm -hmm. That's the important part for me and that's what gives people longevity and that's how you make money. Right. Okay, I love this topic and you segued um, for me, so thank you very much into talking about product. Um, Okay, so when we spoke together, I thought that, I didn't know that you were on Facebook, but I thought there were a lot of similarities in the way that I've been thinking as an entrepreneur and you. And one of them was the fact that you're like, you seem really at ease with going at your own pace. 
taking yeah. your own time, um, knowing that everyone else is running, you know, super fast and whatever circles to build, let's say their product right. business. And you're just like, I'm, I'm going to do it my own way, my own time. Um, it's really hard to watch all that frenetic energy, hear about it, read about it, see the press around it, um, see the sales and set and stay in your own lane. So I liken it to, um, Sometimes I do running races, and at, like when the bell goes off or the whistle or whatever, everyone around me like sprints like crazy. Right. But that's not my pace. Right. My pace is like a slow jog, yeah. and I have to be like, Jody, go at your own pace. Jody, go at your pace. Don't sprint with them. Don't join them because I I can't run that way. That's just right. not how I'm built. So how do you approach that? Because there's plenty of noise around you, right, from other brands. So much, and it's changed so much because when I was. Um, I was basically the first woman colorist to have a line. I, I think I might still be, actually. I don't know. I, still, I think I still might be the first woman colorist to have her own line. I did not... I mean, I've had... Um, I've worked with big companies before, and I see how they work. And it's really not about the integrity of the product. It's about sales, mm -hmm. sales, sales, sales. That's all they want. And I guess being a creative person... And having integrity, like, even with hair color, you can ask any person I've ever worked with. I mean, I made I took Katy Perry from being black dyed hair to pink, purple, and blue, and I feel like that kind of like made this whole pop color. I I thought it would go away in five minutes, but it's still lasting without breaking her hair at all. Mm -hmm. So for me, like integrity is so important, and the health of the hair is so important that. Somehow, I was blessed with like this skill, right? So I know, you know, how to keep hair healthy and get to the the point where I wanted to be. So um, I always so I wanted to create a product line, but I didn't want anybody to tell me what to do or how to do it. It took me four years to create the um, root concealer. I didn't have um, a partner, an investor, nothing. It was totally my money. And I spent a lot of money on R&D because this product did not exist. Nobody even understood what I was saying. I had to go from my company to company. They were like, it's impossible. I don't know what you mean. You know, imagine if I had like a big company or investor behind me. They'd be like, we, we gave you a lot of money. What do you have after like a year? Right. Like, I have nothing for you. You know, so four years of having nothing, you know, finally the fourth year, I found the chemist who kind of understood what I wanted and we worked together and we created it. But in those four years, if I had somebody breathing down my back, I probably would have created a shitty product that I, that did, wasn't really 100% what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't be here today. I mean, there is a cat. I went to Bed Bath & Beyond. They have like a whole like row of. I created, I don't know. They have a wall unit for um, root, root touch-ups yeah. kind of stuff? Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, I sometimes I just look at it. I don't really think about it in that sense, but sometimes I'll sit back and be like, oh, shit, I, like, literally created a product that did not exist. Mm -hmm. I invented something that didn't exist, and um, that's, like, I feel like maybe my proudest moment. By the way, I don't have any gray hair. So it's not even like... Oh, it's not for you. No, it's not even for me. Well, look at me. I'm like struggling with my roots. Oh, my God. It like... We have no gray. I do. Look at me. Like along my hairline. And you know what it does? It's... Um, this is like an off topic. What topic? Um, 
it really does age like the hairline yes. because it, like the gray looks like my skin tone and then it looks like I have less hair, right? <laughs> so this is the stuff that I think about. So like I go like this, <laughs> I put my, my hair forward. I the gray headband. <laughs> That's what, That's what like it, right. Like, I don't even care about this stuff right. so much. I don't Nobody see it. Cares. But um, it is, uh, I mean, I've been grayish since I was, like, 25. Yeah. So, you know, it's, like, always been, a, like, I can't get away from it. Right. Um, so it's a very important part of my life. Thank goodness my sister-in-law is a colorist. Right. And, like, so, like, it's Perfect. an easy way to get yeah. appointments. And she's very generous with me. But, like, it is such an important part of my, I'm a low-maintenance beauty girl. It is probably on the top of the list. Well, because I when have that, no choice. Right. When that's gray, I feel like everything suffers. It is off. Everything's off. Yeah. So... You know, the one question I was always asked from people all over the world globally was, you know, what could we do that gray comes in so fast? And I thought to myself, these companies have, you know, so many people, R&D, and they can't even come up with a, like, they nobody's listening to the woman. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, they're just, like, sitting there just spinning out the same five products, just, you know, regurgitating it with different marketing. So um, I just, it took me that long to create this product and, you know, it took L'Oreal five minutes to like copy it, you right. know, and claim they're the best at it. So that's a kind of a little annoying because these big companies, they don't have their own ideas, but they like take ideas from like the, the small company or, you know. Well, independent beauty is what really right. leads innovation, right? So I think like the point of the question was, you know, how do I stay in my own lane? Because whatever I ever wanted to do, nobody really understood. <laughs> so I feel like sometimes I'm like, you know, I must be ahead of my time, you know? So people, it takes some time to catch up. So, and I also know that, you know, when people go at such a high pace, they don't have time to think. And it takes a long time to create product that that is good and that works. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, you know... How many great ideas can a person have? It takes right. a long time, yeah. you know? They can figure uh, a, a singer. Right. You know, how long do they have to break in between before their next album is amazing, too? You mm -hmm. know, you need time to, like, you know, create. So, you know, my weekly remedy is a conditioning treatment. It's not a mask. Everybody has a mask, you know? My, my line has things that don't exists in other because I take like I took conditioner and I manipulated it so it's not just a mask it mm -hmm. actually works so you, the first it's a two-step the first has a high pH balance so it opens the cuticle a little bit it's not chemical it's all conditioner mm -hmm. infuses all these amazing ingredients in there moringa seed oil rice proteins to like plump it up the second part has a lower pH and it closes the cuticle and locks the ingredient. So it's stuck in your oh, cuticle. Uh -huh. So you have, like, no chance of, like, washing it out. It's in your hair. It works. You can tell a difference from one time. You know, these are things that take time to create. You know, it's not so easy. You sit in the lab and you're like, no, it's not ready. No, it's not. Like, the brown root concealer took me one year, the brown root concealer, because... It couldn't be too red. It couldn't be too ashy. It had to be completely neutral. Is that the number one color that people buy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's like the perfect, it doesn't matter who colors your hair. It's going to match your hair. And I also tested the hell out of it. There is no, I, I'll, I'll challenge anybody to put any other root concealer to my root concealer and 
mine doesn't like when you're your challenge because it won't come off mm -hmm. until you shampoo it out and I tested the hell out of it because it took me so long to create I think it's the perfect product I think that it you can't you can't duplicate it you could try but people are trying so fast mm -hmm. you know to catch up and just to be like on shelf they don't sit and take the time to like figure out like the tiniest little detail and for in all my products it's all about the tiniest little detail that makes it perfect Okay, so the last thing I want to talk about, because you, you and I could probably talk forever. So you have um, a salon, which is a six-day-a-week business, right? Yeah. You have um, your product line, which is like a seven-day-a-week business, and then you have your celebrity clientele. Right. So, um, and I'm assuming sometimes you have to be on their schedule. I'm on everybody's schedule. I mean, it's so funny. When you're your own boss, you're not your own boss at all. It's not your time at all. It's everybody else's time. I always say, I'm like, I'm not in charge of my time. You're in charge of my time. So um, you know, how do you organize that in your head in terms of the way that you spend okay. your time? And then how do you carve out your you know, t time for you? Like, read a time. Okay, so I see people, like, always, like, have anxiety and they're, and they're like, you know, I don't know how I'm going to do all this. Mm -hmm. I always say, just whatever you're doing right now, be that. Uh-huh. I never look at my schedule for the week. I will not look at it because then I will have anxiety. Like, what do I have to do today? Mm -hmm. What am I doing right now? I like to do things, like, in the moment. I have an idea of what's happening in the month. You know, I'm not an idiot. Right. You know, I need to, I, I have to, like, you know, I have to know what is happening. But I'm not going to live today for tomorrow. Right now, I'm doing this with you, and I want to be completely present and I'm not looking at my phone. I left my phone over there, mm -hmm. you know, because it's probably, like, blowing up. And I don't want to look at it and be distracted. My, what I'm doing now is spending time with you. So if I take each moment like that, mm -hmm. it doesn't seem so, like, heavy. Right. It's just right now I'm doing this. Later I'm doing that. Like, each thing is, has its own life. And it's separate. When you put it all together, like, I don't know how I'm going to do all this. This is insane. I can't breathe. But if you separate it mm -hmm. and you just do each thing at one time, you'll be able to be more successful in what you're doing at that moment. And by the way, it's more fun. You yeah. Be more present, you know. I also think, like, being on your phone every five minutes is, it's dumbing a little bit. Mm -hmm. It makes everybody a little dumber because you're not really, you're not, do you're not paying attention to what's happening in front of you, not listening to people. Right. And I think that's why I'm good at creating products is because I listen to people. Right. When you say I use this product and I didn't like it because and then she says the same thing, and then she says the same thing, I'm like, Oh, okay. There's something missing there. So let me go find what it is. Because nobody's like, what did L'Oreal or Clairol have? A bunch of men sitting on a table saying, oh, numbers are low. We have to, like, make a product. They don't know what your hair is doing. Mm -hmm. I'm a female. I know what my hair is doing. I know what I need. I know what's driving me crazy. Like, right now, I'm growing out my bangs, and it's, They like, look really cute. Driving me crazy. I hate it right now. I don't know what to do with it. I'm sure some product is going to come. But what do you not like about the way they look right now? Because I think they look really adorable. Because they're not, like, here or they're not there. It's, like, disconnected. Well, they're there, though. They're where they are. I mean, it looks adorable. And I have to deal with it. And it's, you know. And that's the other thing, I think, with people, when you look at 
you know, social media, you think everything is so fast. Right. You know, some of these people have been doing it for years, and you didn't even know about them. You didn't hear about them. They've been struggling, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, you think it's, it's, you know, they just started, and... You know, their career took off. It never happens for anybody like that. Right. Anybody who's like a celebrity, they've been doing this for, they got no, 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 rejection, rejection, rejection a million times before, you know, they had their break. Yeah. So for these kids to be like, you know, I mean, I, I watched you for three months, for six months. I'm ready to, do, I'm like, you're not ready for anything. Nothing, like, you don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> you're not doing it here, you know. For me, anybody, I just promoted one of our assistants to stylist, and he's doing so well so fast because people know who he is, mm-hmm. and, you know, they know that he's talented, and, you know, they, they know that he's doing well, and they want to support him. So he did his time, right. and now he's, like, reaping the benefits of it didn't take him five seconds to do it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's going to take him a long time to build a clientele but he will have a clientele that is strong and lasts with him forever you know he's a very good um he can blow he's quick he's blow mj is his name he's very good he's like on social he's on it i mean these young kids on social Mm -hmm. it's part of their life you know i think for like the older people it's a little more difficult because we lived without it Mm -hmm. And we had some privacy. These young kids don't really have privacy. They don't know what privacy is. They don't know that privacy is good. Right. They might not even crave that type of privacy. They might I don't crave think they it know that it exists, you know. I don't think they understand that that exists. And it's a little sad because, you know, you, you need some privacy. You have to, you know. So what is Rita time, Rita private time? Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm watching Below Deck on Bravo. What are you doing? Um, my husband hates... When I have Rita time, because I promise you he will talk to me. I won't even hear him. I will zone out every... Because I feel like there's so much noise all the time, mm-hmm. especially in a salon. I think I'm my salon's busy, so I'm not only coloring hair, but I also, being the boss, I have to hear what they're saying on that side, and I have to hear, and I have to see that woman, why she, like, look confused, like, what's happening there. Mm-hmm. So my mind is, like, constant on, like, a million, not even a hundred. So when I go home or on the weekends, I totally zone out and I just, I'll watch a series of anything, mm-hmm. you know, I'll just keep watching and watching. Actually, I, wor- I watched that bird box. I I did not like it at all. I don't get it. Did you? No, I didn't. But I, it's I like, see it's like a meme now. Uh-huh. Well, I don't, I don't, I'm like, what am I missing? <laughs> am I like, lo- did I miss something? It was the longest, most boring thing. I like basically watched it all on fast forward. Just because everybody was like, you need to see this. And I'm like, no, I don't need to see this. I like to watch, like, easy things, you know? Things like you don't have to think about or I'm not into scary or murder or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, the world's, like, heavy enough. It's just, like, light things that if you miss an episode, nothing's going to happen. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. This is so much fun. And for our listeners, I hope you enjoyed this interview with Rita. Please subscribe to our series on iTunes. And for updates about the show, follow us on Instagram at Where Brains Meet Beauty Podcast. Thanks for listening to Where Brains Meet Beauty with Jody Katz. Tune in again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders.